watching the Bulldog Brewhouse Podcast. Hey everybody, it's uh, Steve Grover back for another episode of the Bulldog Brewhouse Podcast. Hopefully everyone had a great summer. Um, you know, we're here for another episode and I've got a special guest, Harley. Hey, how's it going? Okay, you're not, are you like, relate to Harley Davidson? Uh, surprisingly not. I get yeah. that asked probably on a daily basis when people uh, ask me my name, but yeah. unfortunately not. Okay, but it is spelled H-A-R-L-E-Y, right? Just like the motorbike, okay. uh, just unrelated to the motorcycles. Okay, and how did you get the name, first name Harley? Uh, parents, actually. Both parents are big Harley riders. Um, uh-huh. Both soft-tailed deluxes. Uh, uh-huh. My dad's on a road glide now. Yeah. But, yeah. My sister's name is Bailey, so we're, we're booze and bikes, actually. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> so you got Harley for the summertime, and then yeah. Bailey's Irish cream for the yeah, wintertime, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then are you originally from Calgary? Yeah, born and bred, uh, okay. 27 years here. So okay. um, yeah, right. no, I've been been Calgary all my life. And then, uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been here in Calgary, you're born here, you went to high school here. Yeah, high uh, school. Yeah. Um, I'm a Red Seal carpenter by trade, so yeah. out of high school, yeah. went straight into the trades. Yeah. I did that for about six years, and then I kind of transitioned into doing my own thing. So I yeah. uh, built custom furniture now um, yeah. for myself, solopreneur, yeah. um, just out of my garage currently. Okay, cool. And then uh, you got the name Harley from your parents, obviously. Yeah. You, do you ride Harley Davidson or no? Not currently. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to ride anything but a Harley because it'd yeah. kind of be weird being Harley on a Suzuki or yeah. you got to be you got to be on a Harley Davidson. But currently, I'm not. Okay. Do you, do you have a Class Six or a motorcycle license? Not currently. Like I've I've ridden some dirt bikes every once in a while, but I don't okay. currently have it. Okay. Cool. So I know I'm very familiar with your services. Yeah. I mean, you're a carpenter, <laughs> Red Seal by trade. Yep. Okay. And how did you get into carpentry once you got out of high school? What was the interest of doing that? Honestly, it's backing up even before high school. Like I've always been building stuff with my hands. So Lego when I was really a small kid and then just kind of my dad was a handy guy as well. And so any scraps coming off in the shop, I'd build forts or build random swords and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. even through junior high and high school was in the, the construction class just mm-hmm. building stuff, uh, key holders and little napkin holders for my grandparents and whatnot. Okay. Uh, and then kind of that transition from parents asking for stuff yeah. to friends of friends to asking for things and just kind of transition, knowing that I wanted to do something with my hands. Yeah. Um, I knew carpentry was probably the route I needed to go. Yeah. And then after experiencing that, I kind of decided that I really enjoy building furniture for people. So yeah. dining tables, kind of everything in between, okay. um, as you're familiar with. Yeah. yeah. But and yeah, no. And what's the name of your company? Uh, Stone Mountain Projects, right there on the hat. Okay. Um, you want? Yeah, we can show that to the camera directly. Yeah, right, right so there. everyone's got. He's got this cool, uh, cool looking hat on today. Absolutely. And uh, how did you come up with the name Stone Mountain Projects? Uh, I kind of just was ballparking a bunch, or um, kind of just going through a bunch of names, iterations of different names, and kind of Stone Mountain Projects seemed to have like a good catch to it. Okay. Um, and then the mountain logo is actually a mountain that I climbed. Uh, and so I kind of just incorporated, if you get real close on the logo, the S, M, and the P are mm-hmm. incorporated into the actual logo. Okay. Uh, so it's just kind of a little Easter egg there in the logo. Okay, cool. And so what's the mountain you climbed? Uh, it was Gusty Gusty Peak uh, in Kananaskis. Okay, so it was yeah. here in Alberta. Yeah, in Alberta. You, you didn't have to go climb a mountain in BC? No, 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 I wasn't out in BC. Okay, thank God, because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of BC. Yeah, no, the mountains out here are quite <laughs> All nice. Right. All right. And so you got it. How old were you when you got your Red Seal Carpentry? Uh, I finished high school on Friday and started my trade Monday. So it's a four-year apprenticeship. So I was 20, fresh 22 when I finished okay. my, my apprenticeship. So so like most, I mean, you know, I've graduated high school and half the people go on to do something else yep. and have to take a year off. You didn't want to take a year off and find yourself? No, I knew exactly what I wanted <laughs> to do. I told my parents from like when I was, quite little that I was like I wanted to be a carpenter so mm-hmm. I as soon as I finished high school I that literally that Monday I finished high school Friday started Monday mm-hmm. started with PCL here in in the city and okay started my apprenticeship like day one I knew I wanted to do that so if any like obviously you know there's a lot of trades out there mm-hmm. you know as a electrician plumber yep. uh, frame guys um and if someone's interested in getting like carpentry is a really good job to get into yep. always you're always going to be busy with construction no matter oh, what. oh absolutely right? yep. okay um so if someone wants to become a carpenter like you what what's the process in doing that 
Uh, you have to find a company that will what's called indenturing you. So they'll take you on as an apprentice. So they have okay. a red seal in the trade okay. that you want to be in. And then they kind of just basically it's like a mentorship yeah. for the four years you learn throughout the trade. Mm -hmm. um, so you go to school for, sorry, go to work for 10 months and then two months out of the school, two months out of the year, you go to school. Okay. Um, there's many different polytechnics and trade schools throughout Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to SAIT here in the city mm -hmm. and yeah, you just, get a get with a company you can move around to different companies if it's not a fit for you to get kind of a feel for your trade because usually in especially in carpentry there's a, a wide variety you can go into mm -hmm. uh as, as well as like mechanics or plumbing there's mm -hmm. different kind of facets of each trade mm -hmm. that'll, that mm -hmm. you can go into but yeah just need to find a company that will indenture you mm -hmm. and then start working with them get your blue book which is just for your hours mm -hmm. uh, and they kind of have to go through certain stuff to, so you meet certain criteria mm -hmm. and then you kind of pick up whatever you don't learn at school mm -hmm. and then after basically four terms of that so 10 months two months 10 months two months and mm -hmm. so on mm -hmm. you come out and you write your uh, trade qualification exam which mm -hmm. basically just means you are a carpenter yeah. and then in canada there's what's called the red seal uh, so that's across Canada, you're recognized as that trade. So mm -hmm. I can work anywhere in Canada and be recognized as a, as a carpenter. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, you can kind of really work anywhere. Like Red Seal carpenters throughout the world are very sought after just because of the training that we do go through. Mm -hmm. So I can, I could go to New Zealand, I can go to Europe, I can go to Dubai. the States for sure. You can Dubai. Hang Dubai and make... Yeah, I, I can go to the wall, I guess, yeah. okay. <laughs> that they're trying to build out there. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, no, it's uh, kind of the, the route you can go. So is it sort of like a regulated, like, you, obviously, you know, I'm a lawyer and, yep. you know, we're regulated by the Law Society of Alberta. Mm -hmm. But say I want to go up tomorrow and say, you know what, I'm, I'm fed up with law. You know, I don't want to deal with this, you know, court system. Yep. I, and like, say, Tuesday after a long weekend, I've become a carpenter. Can I just hold myself out as a carpenter or is it regulations that I can't do that? Um, carpentry is one of those weird trades that you can technically call yourself a carpenter it's what's yeah. called a non-designated trade yeah uh so you don't actually have to have the credentials to go and like build a home for example mm -hmm. as long as you follow the code book you mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. but say i was an electrician yeah um or a plumber or a gas fitter or something yeah. i can't just go and become a gas fitter and just start going slinging okay. pipe in your home yeah. and running the gas yeah uh you have to have some kind of regulatory body which is like the red seal your blue book mm -hmm. uh, goes through your province mm -hmm. and then they kind of make sure that you are following those guidelines mm -hmm. and then the companies that you work with have to have a red seal on staff okay. for certain trades yeah um red seal carpenters are sought after just because they do know a lot but mm -hmm. i have worked with tons of carpenters before that they're 40 50 years into the trade that don't have the red seal but yeah. they know a ton okay yeah. all right so it's so say Tuesday, if I want to become a carpenter, I'll just call up a home building company and say, hey, I'm Steve Carpenter. Can you hire me? Pretty much. I go to a job site and they'll realize within half an hour, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? Pretty much. Probably pretty much. Me, they'll <laughs> kick me in the ass. And yeah, get they'll me they'll get you out of there pretty quick, <laughs> but you can really do that. It's if yeah. you follow the code and you can understand the code book. Yeah anybody can go and build a house yeah but the training that we do receive and the mentorship from other carpenters that you get is mm -hmm. a lot more valuable just instead of like trying to go build a house because mm -hmm. you do have to meet certain requirements oh yeah that so the house doesn't fall down yeah, exactly because there is or it doesn't blow up and absolutely fires yeah. or anything like absolutely that. yep so why is it okay so if you're like i know i've used your services and you've mm -hmm. done excellent work from both my company and personally and i can highly recommend harley okay <laughs> not you. only does he have a cool first name but he's a very good red seal carpenter thank you but why why did okay like when you know when i'm little like okay he's a carpenter like he must work on carpet why do they have that name? That's just like, you know, electrician makes sense because you're working electricity, electricity, plumbing, you know, poo, Plum, yeah. you know, toilet, urinal. Why is it carpentry? Because when you think of a carpenter, like you, you must be the dude putting, putting down the, the carpet. carpet down. Honestly, you'd be surprised how many people don't know that like carpenters work with wood. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the exact like origin of it. It's definitely yeah. from like like europe old english like renaissance period carpenters like it's probably from some latin term I'm sure yeah. one of you guys can let us all know what it means yeah, yeah. uh but yeah i i get that all the time like people okay. will call me up and be like hey so do you install carpet i'm like ah, <laughs> nope nope i don't okay. <laughs> okay but it's just the term that you're 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 given pretty much right that... for carpentry like okay. what i what i do now is more 
furniture. Yeah. Um, so I'd be more of a furniture maker, but yeah. as a carpenter that there's, like I said, there's lots of facets of carpentry. You can be a finished carpenter. You can be a framer. You mm-hmm. can be industrial mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of facets within that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've transitioned to be more of a furniture maker now, which yeah. allows me to do more fine working, working mm-hmm. with more hardwoods instead of just soft, um, mm-hmm. like framing lumber and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, carpenter is pretty much a general term for someone that works. In the okay, so you don't work on carpet. No, I do no. not. Okay, no. you don't. You I don't hope clean. I don't. Anyways, <laughs> you, don't, you don't lay down carpet. You don't, I do don't wash carpets. You don't no. do any of that stuff. Okay, not so, at all. so if I need someone to clean my carpets, I you're don't call looking you. carpet cleaning. <laughs> you're not looking up a carpenter. I'll call it like Surf Pro. I'm not endorsing Surf yeah. Pro, but just throw out a name out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then I, I mean, you know, we've heard the the term thrown out there, millwork. Yep. Like, can you call yourself a millwork worker or something like that? Would that That's make more kind sense? of a facet within carpentry and also cabinet making. So, like, yeah. millwork is uh, a large facet. If I do remember correctly, it's kind of like you're doing your baseboards, mm-hmm. um, like your cabinetry yeah. and stuff fa- kind of falls more in that millwork side. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of the finer working of carpentry and cabinet making. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the definition of it is, mm-hmm. but like when you hear millwork, it's usually like your crown molding mm-hmm. and your base, uh, your baseboards casing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of that route, maybe cabinets built in yeah. kind of that, yeah, that so, route. Yeah. So if, you know, like you've been to our house, we have these, uh, built-in cabinets yep. on the side of our big screen tv that's yep. that's more of a millwork that would work. be on the millwork side okay. for sure but you can call yourself a carpenter if you want to yeah carpenter is more of like a general term like mm-hmm. i don't think there's a lot of people calling themselves mill workers yeah um but they do like carpenters do millwork. okay yeah all right or cabinet I, makers also do millwork. well i know some guys like i'm not a carpenter i'm a millwork. okay it sounds yeah. fancier you know when i go to the bar and i try to pick up chicks he says yeah. What do you do? I do mill work. Oh, yeah. you must Whoa. make a lot of money, right? <laughs> Carpenter. There's, there's, mill, there's mill work, but there's also what's called a mill right. Yeah. Uh, and that's completely different, fa- different, completely different trade, actually. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So what does a mill right do? Mill rights are kind of like a jack of all trades. They, yeah. they're, again, there's a lot of facets to them, but they mm-hmm. do fix a lot of things. So like in big companies, or industrial areas like if you have a lot of machinery and stuff that continually needs to be fixed or you kind of have a mill right and they figure out how to fix your machine so if they need to make parts mm-hmm. or uh order parts and fix it then they mm-hmm. they're the ones who are building those parts milling those parts okay. installing that kind of stuff okay. yeah and then if you're hired by a home builder like i yep. won't mention any names in town mm-hmm. there's some big ones here in calgary uh, what would the carpenter do with building the house? What, what's their job exactly? Uh, if they're hired, if they're if within, they're hired from like a home builder in town, yeah, if, if they're on payroll with a home builder, what would they? What would a carpenter do when they're setting up a new house? So they're basically will be from foundation up. So you'll have like the concrete formwork guys come in mm-hmm. and they'll pour your foundation, mm-hmm. and then you come in basically with the hole in the ground with the basement walls up, yeah. and then you cap that. Mm-hmm. with uh osb or plywood wherever you got and mm-hmm. then you're basically going from there up so you do first floor second floor roof mm-hmm. uh sheet the roof mm-hmm. uh and depending on the scope of your project you'll probably install install some windows some doors and you might do like the house wrap and whatnot mm-hmm. and then that's kind of where you leave it and then you're on to the next house and then okay. they have their siders roofers electricians plumbers come so in. you wouldn't be that wouldn't be a framing wouldn't be part of a carpenter's job or would they would that, that that's be? exactly okay. what carpenters do okay. yeah they're framers at that point so they're doing like they're framing the house they're framing the the roof putting the roof sheathing on getting it ready for shingles mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. everything in between that okay but they're not do, they're not installing like the siding or mm-hmm. Some of them do, but typically if you're with a home builder, they have other people, other trades to do that. Okay. All right. And how's uh, how's Canada rank as carpenters? Do we have good carpenters in the, in, in the world compared to the rest of the world? Yeah, we have, as far as I know, we have some of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than us, Europe has a very highly regulated and like a very great system for their carpenters. Like they're very sought after because of the schooling that they get and the work that they do. They are very what would I say? Um, they take their job with pride. They love what yeah. they do. Yeah. Sometimes you can get, everyone's probably dealt with them. They have, we have a variety of different people that mm-hmm. really love their job. Yeah. It's just a job and they're just doing it to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. We so, all, every company has a, you know, yeah. every there's, that's everyone like that wants to excel or just give me my paycheck and go yeah. home and stuff like that. But we do have quite a few, like I've, I've worked with 
a lot of different carpenters throughout my career mm-hmm. that have taught me a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Red Seal or not, they're very experienced. And mm-hmm. yeah, like we have some very good ones that are sought after from other countries like New Zealand, uh, Australia, mm-hmm. Europe as well, that because we do have that teaching process and have gone to school, we do have a good base level of knowledge okay. that we can take that kind of anywhere. Now, is there a certain country in Europe that's very good naturally at doing like having good carpenters like Ukraine? I've heard Ukraine have good cabinet makers there. I don't know, or in Eastern Europe, is there any country in particular? I can't say like particulars. I have worked with some German carpenters, yeah, and they're they're fantastic. They definitely know what they're talking about. Well, I'm um, I'm I'm ger- half German, oh, okay. so I know they're pretty <laughs> anal and OCD. Right? Yeah, they, they can they can be. <laughs> yeah. um, with the ones that I've worked with, they were very meticulous. Like yeah. they are working over in Europe. They're obviously using the metric system, yeah. so they're they're down to the millimeter or half yeah. millimeter yeah. as like here it's you can get away with a little bit more than that but Mm -hmm. they they take their job with pride and they're like no this is this is how it's gonna do and we're gonna get it done to this specification and then after they're done they go over the beer hall and get drunk no kind maybe i don't know i can't speak to that (laughs) all right okay and then so you you got right out of high school and at 22 you got your red seal yep congratulations at such a young age i mean you know like even my generation a lot of people fart around and I don't know what I'm going to do. And you, you got right into it right away. Hey, you're just a determined young man back then. Yeah. Like I've always been kind of an entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. I was always building stuff, like even in high school, junior high, like mm-hmm. always building some gifts or if someone needed something built, I yeah. was always trying to help build it. But yeah. yeah, like through high school, I definitely knew that's where I wanted to go. Okay. And so I came out of high school and knew what I wanted to do. So I was typically when I went to school, I was the youngest in there by probably four or five years. Oh, really? Typically the average that I saw in there that were... When I was in year one, Mm -hmm. most of the people were 25, 26 Mm -hmm. starting their apprenticeship. And I was like 19 at the time starting it. So I had a jump start on all of them. But I also knew exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. you weren't going to screw around and go to Europe and find yourself in some hostel in Czech Republic and realize you're going to get killed or something like that? No, like I I liked where I was and I just knew I wanted to kind of get into it and get working. And then... You've been at it for a while. And then when did you go on your own right away? I was always doing like a side work. So I was always working full time. And then evenings and weekends, I'd be at my like friend's house if their parents mm-hmm. need something built. Or I yeah. was building decks and fences in the summer, just kind of expanding my, my mm-hmm. knowledge base. Always just trying to make some extra money. Okay. And then I, I was doing that all the way through high school and through my apprenticeship. And I think it was 20... It was mid-pandemic, actually. I was framing... And then I was just, I was like, you know what? I want to go on my own. And mm-hmm. so August, I think it was August, 2020 or yeah, August, 2020 mid pandemic. I, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. done. Went so, on your own. And I just went on my own. I had, probably wasn't the best decision. I had no clients, yeah, no, yeah. like yeah. no work let up, yeah. but I just hustled hard every day, grinded yeah. every day. So yeah. every day I was making calls, mm-hmm. getting my name out there. Yeah. And then eventually it was. It was actually kind of a blessing that COVID happened because everyone was stuck inside. Everyone wanted yeah. new things for their oh, house. Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone was like, hey, can you build desks? Can you build mm-hmm. tables? Can you do this? Can you do that? And then I was just saying yes to everything to get oh, my yeah. name out there. Yeah. So, And then they tell their friends and their friends tell their friends. Yeah. And then and, yeah. eventually you kind of have a backlog of work. Exactly. Uh, and then when you came out of school, did you work for big companies as a uh, carpenter or little yep. guys? I worked with... PCL, which is a big construction company, yeah. doing mostly like uh, like commercial stuff. I worked on a lot of cool projects, high rises, bridges. I worked mm-hmm. out in Banff for a, uh, a while, okay. and then they. It was nice because with a bigger company, they actually paid for my schooling mm-hmm. um, as long as I passed. Yeah, um, oh yeah. They they paid for my schooling, so I didn't have any student debt or anything coming out of that. Yeah. And then they actually kind of pay you going to school. So okay. I, and then through with the programs they have scholarships and bursaries that you can Mm -hmm. apply for and not a lot of people actually know about it Mm -hmm. and say where i went they they really get you to apply for them because because no one applies for them so i actually there's money out there there, people are trying to give you money and like you can just apply and you'll get it you can sometimes get like i was making decent money every year like i came out of school and i actually had made money Mm -hmm. while i was in it so okay yeah yeah so you worked for pcl for a while pcl for a while um probably long that last i think five or six years because they okay i went through my whole apprenticeship with them and then a couple years out of it yeah and then i was like i kind of want to expand my horizon so one of my buddies 
that I play softball with was a framer and he did um, new home builds throughout the city. So I started working with him Okay. and then I did that for pretty much exactly a year and then went on my own. Okay. And then what was the decision? Why did you want to go on your own? Just because you're entre- entrepreneur by spirit? Yeah. Like I've always been kind of that businessman, like always looking for ways to make some, an extra buck here or there. You're always looking to, you're like a little hustler in high school, hey? Probably Pretty much. Like if I, if I could sell something to somebody, <laughs> if, I, if I could build something for somebody, I was, I was Well, if there. we were in high school, you're probably trying to sell me some cigarettes at, at lunch Not break. that far, <laughs> but if I could, if I could build you a table or if I could build your mom a table for, for Mother's Day, I, I'd be right there trying. Right there. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't be stealing your dad's cigarettes. Uh, no, not that far. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, and then just, is that, how did you get, like, you know, like you, you see so many people out there and, you know, like you, you've known me for about three years now. Like, yeah. You've been in my house, you've been in the business, yep. you see my family. Uh, you can probably tell I'm an entrepreneur by spirit. Oh, for too. sure. Yep. I'm a lawyer, but you know yep. I wouldn't work for anyone else but myself. And I just like the dynamic of being my own boss because there's no bureaucracy to go through stuff. Yep. If and I want to hire you for the office, I don't have to go through a whole chain of people committee and yep. say, well, you know, he's got a cool name, Harley, but maybe he's a biker, so we don't want to yeah. hire him. You yeah. Know what I'm no, it's, and that's what I really enjoyed about starting my own business. Yeah. Is like you're only accountable to yourself. So like yeah. if you don't put in the hours, yeah. you're not going to get paid. Like you can't just sit around all day and just expect a paycheck to come in. You got to get out there. You got to get your clients. Yeah. You got to put out work that people want. Mm-hmm. And that's what I but, love about it. And like you get to make decisions yeah. for your business that yeah. no one else gets to tell you what to do. But what, what, how did that come to you? Cause I can tell you from my family, it came yeah. from my parents mm-hmm. and both my parents, uh, my dad was a doctor. My mom was a nurse. You probably mm-hmm. heard and they always pushed me and my sisters, you know, don't work for anybody, work for someone else. And that, you know, everyone wants to be the entrepreneur. They all yep. want the independence. They, you know, they want to be like Mr. Wonderful, you know, from what's uh, that? Yeah, Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, Kevin yep. O'Leary, you know, I'm at 200 million, but they don't understand the work that goes into it. Yeah, they only see what yeah. that he's put out. He didn't see all the, the years of grinding. Oh, and, grinding and having no money and putting yep. everything into a business yep. and working. And any sack. money you do get goes right back into yeah, the business yeah, to yeah, help it. And yeah. I really enjoy it. Like I enjoy the thrill of. But where did you get that entrepreneurial spirit from? Was that from your parents? Was it from a friends or just on your own? Uh, kind of from my my mom was definitely an entrepreneur. Like she did a lot when we were growing up. Like yeah. she she'd sold Tupperware. She sold trading cards. She did like well, she, she wasn't sell. selling cigarettes. <laughs> no, 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 no. But she she was a great saleswoman, and she could she definitely was out there grinding, yeah. and like she was a great great at, great at her job, and so. Yeah. I definitely got that a little bit from from her, but also mm-hmm. just seeing it from other people yeah. and experiencing working for someone. I'm like, I don't really like this. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. like you telling me what to do. I'd yeah. like, was I like. Want- was there a certain time in your lifetime? Like, I know, you, like, I'll give it to you. You went to school very young. Because, yep. mo- like, even myself, I didn't, like, I, I, I farted around for a couple of years before I went to law school. I was just trying to delay, delay law school for yeah. a while. Um, and that's another story. But, <laughs> but you know, um, but what, what was it that just, you know, you just wanted to be your own boss. Was there something that happened when you're in high school? Like, you know, if you see Mr. Wonderful, yep. he says, well, I worked, you know, he'll have all these YouTube videos and say, I, this is, and they'll drive by, this is the store that decided I was never going to work for anybody like else. Had, this job was like a, a turn. Like you're looking for like a turning point. Of yeah. Like when was, you there, wanted. was there a turning point where you said, screw it? You know, PCL is a good company. Oh, I mean, yeah. well respected in Alberta. And mm-hmm. probably the homemaker, you know, the build, there's a lot of good builders here in Calgary yep. and they all take care of their people. They're always busy. Calgary's a bustling city even now oh, post COVID. Yep. But was there a turning point where you decided, like, you know what, I'm not going to work from someone else? I want to be my own boss. It wasn't anything in high school for sure. Like I thought I was just going to come out of high school, get a job, yeah. work my 40 or 50 years and then retire. So it wasn't it like was... you working at 7-Eleven and the no. surfing machine blew up. No, it the... was definitely like it was working for those jobs and like realizing it was like, you know what, I, I'm tired of giving up at four in the morning to go to a job. What job was that? Just my carpentry job, oh, like getting okay. up at four, um, yeah. having to be on site, like go to the gym in the morning and then go, yeah. to, go to site, be on there for seven and then work mm-hmm. all day. Yeah heater cold so you're out outside if mm-hmm. most of the time so it's yeah. it's cold out yeah uh, and i was like you know what I, i'd like to work in my own shop mm-hmm. i can control the temperature i can yeah. work my own hours yeah. if i want to work really late i can yeah. work really late or if yeah. i 
don't want to even work today. If I want to go for a hike or if I want to take or, my girlfriend out for yeah. a nice lunch, I can just or take go that time away off. To, uh, you were out in the mountains last, last, yesterday, weren't yeah. you? Or uh, we, yeah, we, we were supposed to be, but we got canceled on account yeah. of the weather. But. Yeah. And then, uh, so at the end of the day, there, there was no really turning point. You know, you just wanted to be your own boss. You want to be yeah. accountable to yourself. There wasn't any, like, I wouldn't say there's any specific turning point, yeah. but I think it was an accumulation of, like, finding out, like, I don't want to work for anybody else. Yeah. And I want to put in the effort to work for myself, I think, yeah. is what, what okay. did it. But it takes a long time. I mean, you know, like, you know, you know, everybody wants to be the entrepreneur. They're not willing to make the sacrifice. But you understand the sacrifice that goes into owning your own company, correct? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you, yeah. I've been high and I've been low on it. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've had no money in my bank account. Yeah. And then I've had a surge of money in my bank account. And yeah. I've been in everywhere in between. But you live in Canada. You know, at the yep. end of the day, you're always going to have food. You're always yep. have clothing. And Trudeau will give you a house. Anyway, maybe... <laughs> He'll give you a, uh, maybe you'll move in with him after Sophie kicks him out of the maybe. house. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just, it was just something that you decided. Uh, was there a fear? Like you're, you're in COVID, okay? Yeah. And the, like, I remember when, like I was in Europe in February and I was like, I was in the Frankfurt, Munich. It was both in, I was in Munich and then I was going to Frankfurt to come back to Calgary and everybody's mm-hmm. wearing these masks. Like what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. Are you like are you seriously wearing a mask? And then all of a sudden, a month later, it's like everyone's whole, wearing masks. Yeah, and the, the world, world shuts down. down. So, like you go, you decide to make that initiative during COVID, which mm-hmm. is probably not, you know, you typically know, probably wouldn't be seen as like the best time. The best time, but yeah. it actually turned out to be the best time because yeah. for me, building furniture, you need people to buy the furniture, mm-hmm. and because everyone was stuck at home yeah. and they're working from home, like remote working became a huge thing. Everyone mm-hmm. wanted new desks. Everybody wanted. So, dining tables so covid was a blessing in disguise to you for me it was yeah, yeah. it really propelled my business because yeah. they didn't have access to ikea or like the large furniture chains mm-hmm. to get their furniture because nothing was getting shipped yeah the logistics they, was all screwed up yeah right. and yeah. everyone was turning towards local like yeah. hyper local people yeah. were looking for everything in their own city mm-hmm. my name started to get pushed out there because i was out there grinding and then people were just looking for yeah the things that they wanted to make mm-hmm. their their space that they're working in every yeah. day a little better. So, so uh, I mean, our story is pretty interesting. I remember it was COVID twenty twenty. Yep. Uh, you know where I live, and I was driving through driving through the neighborhood, and I saw yep. this little sign. Yeah. And I said, you know, and then like the funny thing about it is like you know everyone says, okay, we're gonna have to work from home. We're gonna work from home. Okay. So then you know I bought in furniture from an like a company here in town I won't mm-hmm. disclose because I'm not going to advertise for free okay <laughs> I don't get bought up by anybody I don't no. know if you figure that out <laughs> I do my own thing but you know they came over and I had that space I wanted to put a desk yep. in remember and the, the damn doors wouldn't close mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I saw your sign I remember it was like I think it was like 5 o'clock in, in the afternoon sort of Somewhere like a weather there. like today like cloudy Yep. I saw your sign so I called you and then you know you remember you showed up and I told you exactly what I wanted. We took a picture of like these nice U-shaped desks we have in the office. Yep. And you made me a custom desk that fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. That you know I have those French doors and they yep. can close and it fits perfectly, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How long did that project take you to do for me? Uh, I think it took about two weeks. Yeah. Um, I had That's started it? working with a new finishing company to do yeah. my staining and stuff because we did yeah. a custom stain match mm-hmm. to kind of match the rest of your basement. Yeah, yeah. And then. Well, you know me, I'm pretty particular. I don't know if you figured that out when we oh, first like a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I remember you showed up with a mask. Yeah. And I, haven't, I didn't know what your face looks like for two years. You two know? years until, <laughs> was, until like, it was lifted. Yeah. No, and that was, was this guy right. that, you know, you, you remember Bane, you know, from. Yeah, uh, Bane from Spire. Um, Batman. Batman. Yeah, I thought you were like Bane. You have this yeah, mask, yeah, on. mask on. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so I didn't see your face for two and a half years. Oh, he's got a face. Wow, yeah, he's got geez. a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, even my dog's like, he's a real human being. Yeah. You know, you met Winston and Ruzi. Oh, yeah, that definitely. Yep. Yeah. But you fit that, you know, you made a good desk. You matched the color I wanted, the handles, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, it fit perfectly, no problems. Yeah, absolutely. You made that, um, that keyboard. keyboard tray. Yeah, that was, we thought that was going to fit, remember, for a minute or yeah, so. And then and we, was, yeah, we figured it, it, it out. Yep. And your dad showed up, which was great to help you set it up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I was very happy with your project. But obviously... You know, I wouldn't have met you if it was COVID, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I end up didn't working from home. Oh, I don't know, you know, because in our office, we I built my office years ago, mm-hmm. having that every secretary has their own office. So you know, we figured out with the, even with the regulations, if you wear a mask, 
just come to the office, close the door and work. Yeah. So actually, I mean, I have my gaming computer on the desk you built. Yep. And, you know, it's down in my little man cave. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen all those pictures. I have indeed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, COVID was a blessing in disguise for you. It propelled your business, eh? Yeah, I think it was because everyone was looking hyper-local. Mm-hmm. And most people were working from home in some capacity. So people working at, like, their kitchen tables and it wasn't ergonomic for them or they didn't have enough desk space and or working on a plastic wobbly table. People yeah. were wanting high-quality yeah. stuff because they couldn't travel. They couldn't spend the money that they typically would on vacations and experiences. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, let's make our homes beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. I, not just even me, like I know a lot of the makers in our community, carpenters, like they were busier than they had ever been mm-hmm. during COVID because mm-hmm. everyone was at home spending money. So has that propelled, like has that accelerated your, your career? Definitely because uh, with the way I went about it, like I was going hyper local, I was focusing on building very high quality furniture yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. letting my work speak for myself. And yeah. so you've experienced it and oh, yeah. telling friends and showing mm-hmm. people uh, allowed the customers that I wanted to come to me. And so I started taking on larger and larger projects mm-hmm. instead of just doing cutting boards and little serving trays. I started yeah. to build dining tables yeah. and game tables and bigger projects yeah. that really propelled my business forward and started to create more of a name for myself yeah. that people were just calling me up or emailing me. Mm-hmm not friends of friends of friends anymore it was mm-hmm. people from the states or people yeah. from oh so you Eastern. got you got clients in the u.s too i sell all across north america uh well canada and the states are like my main okay my main staples what, what's, the, what's the busiest state that you're got a lot of clients in the u.s uh right now it's actually texas yeah, and texas uh, really california fun. texas go i went to law school in texas as yep. you know there's always money in texas they got they're, yeah they don't know what to do with their money in texas and I mean, they're now, spending it on my stuff and oh, i couldn't yeah. be happier and they're buying like like ten million dollar ranches in Montana, and I go yeah. down there looking for a house. It's like, well, a million dollars for a house in Kalispell? Forget about that. Yeah, you know, no. it's buying Banff. Absolutely. Oh, uh, so you got a lot of American. How did you get? How did you get your name down in Texas and California? That I still don't know. Uh, it I wasn't s- me. I didn't say. Anything. I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. In my didn't buddy. say anything about it. <laughs> my no, I. And, I really don't know yeah. how my name got out. I yeah. started building like game tables and dining tables and stuff and i just started posting them mm-hmm. and i just started getting inquiries about certain things uh like high-end home decor and high-end tables and people were like hey like do you ship to the states like i can't find anyone local and i really mm-hmm. like your style yeah can you ship down here and i'm like i say yes and yeah. i figured it out later yeah and then started building stuff sent it down there and People started reviewing it, leaving good Google reviews yeah. and stuff, and then kind of just exploded from there. So would you go down there and set it up, or would you just ship it down there? Everything that I shipped was super easy. It was so disassemble. Oh, or okay. dis, was able, oh, wow. It was able to be disassembled, yeah. and then it was really, really simple for them to mm-hmm. just set it up. Uh, okay. It was shipped in a huge crate, uh, custom crate that I would yeah. build. And then if they had any issues with it, which I think like one out of the mm-hmm. 10 people that I've shipped yeah. some big tables, they would have a question. They just call me up. Okay. And you're cool to deal with it. Oh yeah. It you was, just, just, I have, I don't, I have your money in my bank account. Don't call me back. Yeah, See you later. Not that. <laughs> no. It goes past, past the, the final paycheck. If they needed help, yeah. I'd definitely help. Okay. Them. All right. And then why did, as a carpenter, why did you decide to focus on furniture? Just out of curiosity. I just started enjoying building things for myself, for like my own home and for my family. I just enjoy building like heirloom pieces of furniture that will last longer than 10 months. Like there'll be something that you can hand down to your... So, so my desk you built me, yep. uh, th- it's been three years, right? Three years now, yeah. Is that something I can leave to my kids? Definitely. It'll be around for 50, 60 years? Hopefully, if it's taken yeah. care of, absolutely. Okay. I've taken care of it. You've yeah. been in my house. It's, oh, for it's sure. no scratches. No nothing. nothing. Looks yeah. pristine. Looks the day I, <laughs> day I installed it. Yeah. Uh, so it was just an interest of you doing furniture, eh? Yeah, I just I just enjoyed building and having things that I built in my own home. Mm-hmm. And then with like, I really, I've transitioned my business into building high-end game tables and dining like, tables. What are you talking game tables? Game, I've done some poker tables. Okay. And then basically they're more for board games. Okay, um, like chess so, and checkers and Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and, and Dragons and stuff, like yeah. large board games like yeah. you want to play Monopoly. Like yeah. especially if you played on a table like this and you rolled your dice and they go flying off the side. Yeah. Yeah. My tables, they have basically a sunken surface we call the vault. Okay. And it has a felt surface in there. And yeah. so you can roll your dice, you can play your board games, you can have all your chips and stuff in there. Mm-hmm without it all flying over. And mm-hmm. then I make toppers that go over top of it that mm-hmm. convert it into a dining table. Mm-hmm. So I do those and high-end dining tables mm-hmm. uh, that allow you to 
really show off the uniqueness of your own home yeah. because there's a wide variety of different types of wood that you can use. Yeah. And then with tables, it's a good place for people to make memories at. So mm-hmm. those are the times where you're having conversations with your parents and you're or you're having a big fight at, at dinner time. Absolutely. You're, you're having <laughs> fights. You're ha- exactly. You're, it's the, the highs dogs, and lows of life. The dogs you're, stealing the food off the table. Yeah, absolutely. But you're, you're having those highs yeah. and lows of the, of your yeah, life at yeah. those tables like so. around thanksgiving yeah. christmas stuff like that making yeah. memories around them for sure uh, so what would a vault table go like a gaming t- how much would that cost for someone to, for you to build something for uh, i offer a few different styles yeah uh if i was going super super basic i mm-hmm. think my basic tables i think started about four thousand. okay uh and i've sold them all the way up to 12 or 13 depending yeah. on Really, whatever you want in them. They have LEDs in them, mm-hmm. custom bases, okay. uh, different attachments for different things. But they'll last. It's not like IKEA furniture. You go buy no, that absolutely stuff. absolutely not. Like that falls apart in six months. No, they're yeah. built solid solid yeah. hardwoods. Yeah. Uh, everything. There's only like a little bit of plywood on it just for the mm-hmm. base of it, but yeah. everything's solid hardwood. Okay. And then the I mean, you, you built that uh, desk for me. You've done mm-hmm. some shelving. You know, I, yep. I like my sportsmobile. I've got a lot of little mini helmets. Little mini right helmets. Here. I think I've built five or six of them <laughs> for you now. Yeah. Or my wife keeps on asking, well, where did that shelf come from? Why is it's hardly like a, coming up again? Just ask for forgiveness <laughs> instead of permission. Yeah. Uh, and what's I think you use walnut for for those projects for my house. Or uh, your stuff was all maple. Maple, sorry, uh, but yeah. walnut yeah. is a nice dark brown wood. That's pretty yeah. much my number one seller uh, for. So tables. what's the best? What's the best wood out there to build build furniture out of? Like solid that'll last forever. Depending on the application, if it's there's kind of the light and the dark yeah. if you're going really dark yeah walnut is like the staple um it's a domestic species yeah. so it's easy to get yeah uh works beautifully finishes really nice mm-hmm. uh, if you're going for lighter woods uh, you can go with either a maple like a hard maple mm-hmm. or sugar maple yeah. or a, a white oak looks really nice as well okay. those are kind of your domestic species and then there's yeah. there's thousands of different species mm-hmm. exotic or domestic that you can get that all different wild colors that you can What's get. What's the in. most exotic work, wood you've worked on so far? Uh, I've done Indonesia? a few things out of a wood called padok. Where's that from? Um, that one's from Africa. It's yeah. like this ginormous redwood tree. Like the okay. wood itself is almost this color okay. naturally. Yeah. Uh, people always ask, they're like, what stain are you using? Just and a it's natural just color. That, it's just natural so why color. didn't you, you can build me something like that? You could, but it would be twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Well, I don't know. I could always write it off. It's <laughs> hey, if you want a beautiful padoke table, I will build it for you. Okay, uh, but that'll last forever. That'll be as long as you take care of it and yeah. you oil it every once in a while and you look Actually, after it. I want something I don't have to maintain. You know, and me, then yeah, like just, low maintenance. Yeah, low that's maintenance. when you get into the spray finishes and the lacquers yeah. and stuff, and then you don't okay. have to deal with it. Okay. And uh, Padok table, like uh, how? What, what did you build a dining table or something out of there? Or, or? Yeah, uh, I've done a couple small things with them, mm-hmm. and then uh, I have a table coming up. It's a ten foot by four foot mm-hmm. uh, table made out of wall, uh, Clara walnut. It's a really yeah. nice walnut out of uh, California. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any redwood, uh, California wood. That's actually really hard to come by because anything in the Redwood National Forest, it's, if it falls in there, it stays in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's it's a, a couple, national park. It's right? a national park, yeah. and so they want to preserve it. But okay. there are a couple trees that got pulled out of there mm-hmm. because they were blocking like a road or something. And so there's a couple sawmills in California that got a hold of them. And you can actually get like a redwood slab, mm-hmm. but they're like five or six thousand dollars just for the slab because it is a very unique piece. So what can you make out of a slab? A slab, you can do like tables with them. They're basically yeah. like you okay. cut the tree down and then cut it in half, and that's yeah. your tree. Because we we got a project for you. You know, you, we want you to build the pod the podcast desk. Table. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can you make it out of redwood? I I could. It'd be yeah. a, a real expensive table, but it would look okay. great. What, what other kind of what would you recommend otherwise? Anything anything exotic from Indonesia or India or anything like that? Not a lot of exotics coming from there a lot of it comes from like brazil uh like south america or mm-hmm. africa mm-hmm. you could go with padoque it's a beautiful red color mm-hmm. there's perota which is a really nice kind of a brownie color mm-hmm. ipe i guess is more of a decking wood but it's really nice brown wood mm-hmm. um there's thousands of woods that i could mm-hmm. list off for different purposes but okay. you could do a really nice slab table it would be yeah. a very unique table okay. absolutely well maybe we should talk further about the next yeah, project absolutely. for the podcast for sure. okay and so, I mean, I just, I just find you very interesting, you know, person, 
working working some with your hands. Yep. I mean, obviously, you want to work with your hands, but you don't want to be a surgeon, eh? No, no, I'm not medicine bad. wasn't in the area. I'm not great at school. Okay, I, I'm really good at building stuff, but yeah. school is not my forte. Yeah, so. but you must have been decent at school if you got your red seal. I I was middle of the road. Yeah, I wasn't okay. amazing. I wasn't at the bottom. I was straight okay. in the middle. So if anyone wants to be a carpenter and go to SAIT, they got a good program there and then do your apprenticeship through a, a private company for four years or so? Yep. Uh, SAIT's the one here in town. There's yeah. uh, SAIT, there's Nate, which is an Edmonton, yeah, that's Lethbridge, Red Deer. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of them throughout Alberta. But yeah, yeah any company that has a red seal on staff can indenture you mm -hmm. uh larger companies you get maybe a few more perks with it that mm -hmm. they might pay for your schooling uh mm -hmm. you get ei when you go through the schooling yeah. program yeah. as well yeah and but yeah a large company they'll usually take care of you if you're a hard worker so it's four years and how many how many of those months are you in school every year two months four years two months yeah. uh, at school and then 10 months working okay you get any holidays or you just work 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 uh depending on the company yeah uh, get, well they have to give you vacation yeah you got some yeah, sometimes okay. yeah Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then anyone looking to get out to be an entrepreneur, what would you recommend? What would be the number one or number one recommendation if, you know, people are sick of their jobs and, yeah. you know, it's all over YouTube and, and social media. Become your own boss. Become yeah. your own boss. Or get the side hustle going or whatever. I mean, I mean, not everyone's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just, you know, you become a bodybuilder yeah. and he's a millionaire at 25. It is, yeah. You know, no. I would say find something that you're passionate about yeah. and see if there's a market for it. I'm sure if you're interested in it, someone else out there is and see yeah. how you can kind of monetize on top of that. Yeah. But start it slow. Like keep your day job, but yeah. start building it on the side, evenings and weekends, taking mm -hmm. your holidays from work, taking your sick days from work, yeah. putting that time into the business yeah. uh, will allow you to kind of grow that in the background mm -hmm. until you're at a point where it's, covering your costs of your your monthly bills yeah or you have a backlog of customers that you think that you can make it that's yeah. when you start if i was to do it again that's what i would be doing yeah but yeah find your passion first because if you don't love it you're not going to stick with it yeah and see what in your niche or your passion what you can monetize on okay but you know a lot of people enjoy their work but mm -hmm. you know they all everybody wants the solid paycheck you know yep. i've got the you know well, I'm still 25 and I don't want to go on my own because I want to go drinking with my buddies on the weekend. Yep. You know, it's easier to work for the big company. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of loyalty with big companies. If they have a bad year, they're going to let everyone go. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but what's, you know, there's always that psychological aspect of doing stuff, you know, like maybe going to the gym. It takes you a while to go to the gym or mm -hmm. lose weight or, or finally take a holiday. But what's that little turning point people need just just to say, screw it, I'm going to make a decision and not look back and just do it? What I think your, kind what? of what you said is like knowing that typically, depending on the company, it's broad stroking it, but like yeah. you are kind of, you're a number in the system. Like if, like you said, if mm -hmm. the company has a bad year or they're like, you know what, we need to, we need to skim some people off here. They'd have no problem being like, sorry, thank you for serving 36 yeah. years with yeah. us, but you're yeah. done. Yeah. As if you're building the business, as long as you're out there trying to get clients and trying to make money for yourself, mm -hmm. typically you'll be successful mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about where your next paycheck is coming from as long as you're putting in those hours. You don't yeah. have to, as much as people think that the those large companies are a safe job, Yeah, they are while everyone's making money, but as mm -hmm. soon as there's a downturn or they have to start trimming people, mm -hmm you're disposable as anybody else yeah and and just being your own boss you realize it's you know you can work as hard as you want and not work as hard as you want mm -hmm. correct or just right in the middle right you can yeah. exactly what you said you can put in the least amount of effort and mm -hmm. you're going to see the least amount of returns mm -hmm. or you can put in the 150 hours a week mm -hmm. and make bounds in the first couple of years of your business and really set yourself up for success mm -hmm. so that you don't have to work those anymore yeah or you can be right in the middle you can Continue your day job mm -hmm. and then come home, work on the weekends, doing what you want to do mm -hmm. on the side. And mm -hmm. then eventually you'll get to the point where you can take it full time if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's important to kind of figure out that you are just another cog in the machine. Mm -hmm. And when you figure that out, knowing that like you're your own boss and you're mm -hmm. dependable only to you mm -hmm. is a is a big mind shift change that yeah. Yeah. you have to kind of get over. And it all has the bad and the good. Like, you you know, 
if you don't work, you don't gain money, right? Yep. And if you work as hard, you can make as much money as you want. Yeah, and, it, the ceiling's kind yeah, of wherever you want to put yeah, it. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's up to you. But it's always scary to go on your own, right? Oh, that first initial step yeah. is absolutely scary because oh, like you're used to working full time, yeah. having a steady paycheck come in every two yeah. weeks, and then all of a sudden you're like, I can sleep until noon every day if yeah. I want, and then you realize it's like, well, if I do that, I'm not going to get paid, and if I don't get paid, I can't continue this. So then you kind of yeah. kick yourself into gear pretty quick. But it's been 20 years since I've been on my own, and I remember when I was like, okay, I'm going to go on my own and leave yeah. the firm. It's like, how am I going to afford like that plastic garbage? basket yeah. right there i was freaking out it's, 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 it's all those small things you don't think about you're like oh i know how to do this this little thing is like, how am i gonna buy these yeah. <laughs> like, and now it's like you know photocopiers tvs yeah. you know it's like, advertising it's, it's, it's like whatever yeah. you know just we have to anything do to get the job done yeah. so but sometimes it just has to say screw it i'm gonna do it and you know not look back because mm-hmm. you know you know you, you just got to make a decision as as my theory as an entrepreneur, if you're going to make a decision, just do it and don't look back. And you have like that first step is going to be the hardest yeah, one is oh like, yeah. cause you're, you're yeah. walking away from safety to the unknown. Yeah. But once you kind of take that step and realize it's like, Oh, I can do this or yeah. I've proven myself to myself that I can do this mm-hmm. X task or this yeah. X service and yeah. people want it, yeah. then you're golden. Cause yeah. Yeah. as but long as, as long as you're you're working and you're yeah. you're pursuing it, you're, you'll be fine. But a lot of people talk, and you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like, you know, they I, talk big, but they yeah. they don't have the actions to follow. Yeah, them. or I can just send an entrepreneur and just mm-hmm. like tell people, like I'm an entrepreneur. It sounds really technical and really high flung. So, but yeah. what do I do? Nothing really. Mm-hmm. You know, I met a lot of guys like that yeah. overseas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good on you to go on your own, take the jump on your own. Any any regrets at all being your own boss? None. None. None no. at all. I think about it every day that I'm like I'm blessed to be able to like wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, I get to go do exactly what I want to do, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've wanted to do for my whole entire life. So people mm-hmm. are paying me to follow my passion. Yeah. And I get to do that every day, so no regrets at all. And then any any kind of. Um any books or anything or any seminars you've seen online that you would recommend people to, to look at at all? Or, or Honestly, just... I have a degree from YouTube. YouTube? Yeah. yeah. There, so... You have to filter the good from the bad, yeah. but you watch enough of it, you can kind of start picking up on certain mm-hmm. things. But the, the world of the content creation that we're in right now, you can find out just about anything you want to do and mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. niche you're in, any business, yeah. like it's all out there and you just have to kind of search for it yeah anybody in particular you like on youtube that you watch it all for entrepreneur or business aspects kind of not thing? particularly not mr on, wonderful no <laughs> i don't want a lot of the ones i watch on youtube are just other woodworkers trying to oh, pick okay. up tips and tricks yeah, from yeah. other people so you don't watch donald trump art of the deal or anything no, like that? how no. to get arrested for election fraud maybe no not okay. not that much yeah well he's very popular in the u.s still so yeah no we'll he's see. definitely is uh okay yeah, and um, and then I guess there's a big move now coming up pretty soon, eh? There is indeed, yep. What's happening? Uh, moving from good old Calgary to out east in Ottawa with my girlfriend. Okay, and a big jump for you? Big jump for me, living here for 27 years. Yeah. She's out. She's from out there, so yeah. we're, we're moving back. Uh, she has a bunch of family out so there. So you know they have more sales tax out there? More sales tax, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've the been booze told that. is more expensive, the food's more expensive. Absolutely, but... but uh, my lumber and all my stuff is actually cheaper out there. So. Oh, okay. And there's 15 million people out there. And there's 15 million. So there's yeah. a little bit bigger of a yeah. sale or a, a sales funnel I can have so out you, there. So you could make a real niche market, especially in Ottawa, you know, good. Um, I mean, there's, I've, I've been out to Ottawa twice in the last two years. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, well, it's a, it's a really changing city. Yep. Over a million people, very entrepreneurial, very, you know, very government city, but yep. you can tell there's, there's some good money there. And especially Ottawa being so close, like, Toronto and yeah. all of the GTA is very close by. Yeah, and Montreal if you want to. Montreal sell if you want to go Quebec. onto the if yeah. you want to go onto the Quebec side. Yeah. And so you're yeah. kind of you're in kind of a hub there that mm-hmm. you have access to all these points yeah. within a reasonable driving distance. Yeah. And so yeah, like you have a large population that if you can start getting your name out, showing mm-hmm. people that you do good work, yeah. there is lots of people that have money out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're willing to pay for high quality furniture. Yeah. So. Okay. Any any scare about moving out there, or just you're gonna just do it and move on? Like like entrepreneurship, just, yeah. just going out there and 
I'm excited to be out there, and yeah. it'll be it'll be a new challenge, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a, a lot of fun, I think. Are you going to miss the Rockies out here in Calgary? I'll be back quite like a lot. Yeah. I've, I've lived here for 27 years, yeah. and it's kind of like people out in East, if they look at a lake, it's like you've seen one like you've seen them all. I look at the Rockies the same oh, way. I don't it's know. Like, I don't I've know seen the Rockies. I, <laughs> I was in Montana in Kalispell yeah. a month ago, and... You know those whitefish mountains that don't look like the Rockies at all. It's you know? true. It's yeah. true. Like I've I've been in them my whole life. Like I'm yeah. a big hiker and whatnot. So yeah. like I've explored a lot of the outdoors there. Mm-hmm. So they'll always have its place in my heart for them. Yeah. But going out east, like Lake Country and whatnot, is a whole mm-hmm. new experience for me. Yeah, I guess you can you can build yourself a, a wooden boat, hey? Boat like a really like nice Noah's Ark one day. Yeah, hey? basically. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then, obviously, if anyone want, like, I still need your services. You're applicable to, yeah. uh, to my firm and myself for building stuff. Oh, and, absolutely. And anyone else in Calgary, Alberta, wants your services, reach all out. A, all across Canada. What's your you. What's your website? Just, uh, it's Stone Mountain Projects with yeah. an S at dot com. So. Dot com. Is, yeah. that, is that the best way to reach you? Just Google you? Uh, just Google me. I'll usually come up. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well under Stone Mountain Projects. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all social media is under that. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, my website has a contact form if you want to get in touch with and me. As and as an entrepreneur running your own business, have mm-hmm. you found social media is a good access to get clients for you, like website and Instagram and all that stuff? Absolutely. I think it's a good way to find kind of your clientele and yeah. show people what you can do. Instead of sound like one person having to find your website, Yeah, they might find you through social media. And yeah. that's just another funnel to bring people in and mm-hmm. kind of showcase your work, mm-hmm. uh, which has been really helpful for, for me trying to get my work out there. And any uh, any thought of doing your own YouTube videos, doing carpentry classes and stuff like that? Yeah, woodworking classes, uh, or not classes, but I, I am videos? in the process of doing some videos of certain builds that I've been doing mm-hmm. on like my high-end tables and mm-hmm. whatnot just to show people the work that does go into them. So mm-hmm. when someone's like, why is your tables $12,000? You can show the work and the effort yeah. and everything kind of behind the scenes. So they don't, they don't think that you bought in China and just put it together here and Pretty sell much. it for 12 grand and yeah. you bought it for 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I really appreciate you showing up, Harley. I wish you all the best in Ottawa. Thank you. Uh, hopefully you don't become a Senators fan and a Rough Riders fan. Uh, I don't think it's happening. But. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, definitely... Uh, you know, just that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, everybody wants to be their boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wants to go out on their own. Uh, but sometimes there's just that block. I don't want to make the sacrifice. Or, you know, there's always a steady paycheck coming in. Yep. But, you know, you just got to tell people, just jump in the lake and just start swimming, eh? You, get, you have to put that first foot forward. And yeah. Like, it t- it's a mountain to climb, but you got to mm-hmm. take at least one step to start it. So, yeah. But yeah, no, thanks for having me on the show. It was yeah. uh, really good talking okay. with you. And we'll be in touch. You still owe me some projects, okay? I owe you quite a few, yeah. If not, I'll, I'll be sending Winston and Roosevelt out okay. there to Ottawa to find where you are, okay? <laughs> All right, sounds good, All Steve. right, well, thank you, and thanks for everyone to join, and hopefully you learned a lot from a young gentleman, Harley, of the entrepreneurial spirit getting out there and just hustling, and you know what? If you want to be your own boss, just don't think about it. Just make that decision and go for it, you know? And like uh, Phil Knight says at Nike, just do it. All right. So till next time, have a great evening and we'll see you again on the, uh, the Bulldog Brewhouse podcast. Take care.